Oh man, you're wearing a t-shirt today. And shorts. And sh- I know you look you, very summer-esque right now. I'm just trying to be like you. <laughs> Am I rubbing off on you? Maybe. You're just like, well, I don't really need to get dressed up for anything anymore. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> My life consists of just talking into a microphone. I bet Brian's stopping by today. You know, I remember a time in life when you would stop by and it didn't involve mic checks. Uh, Yeah, but... Now, well, we I think we do it regardless, even if we don't have to record an episode. I think it's just like, well, hey, let's go, let's just go do a mic check. Do you sometimes feel like when we're having a conversation, we're recording even when we're not? Sometimes. Sometimes I, I get that too. I, I, I do feel that when we when we text back and forth sometimes. I, I will feel, I'm like, oh, this is just the, the digital version <laughs> of our podcast going Everything on. you're writing is like you're under the public scrutiny, you're under the public's eye, you know. I know. It's, it's a like, weird feeling. Well, have you, did, all right, have you ever sent or started typing a text and then deleted it because you're like, no, I can't say that? Maybe. Welcome to the podcast, Neighbors Don't Knock, the show where two neighbors drop by for conversations that are fun, relevant, and downright hilarious. Join them and special guests in their mission to talk about anything and everything and laugh about it no matter what. Now, here's your hosts, Brian Chambers and Philip Goffrey. Hello, everyone out there. You have tuned into Neighbors Don't Knock the Podcast. Where neighbors, such as ourselves, get together for some good times, some good banter, and yeah, we just, we love to just expand the neighborhood. Occasionally, we have some great guests on the show. And sometimes you hear me complain about confusing things like social media and (laughs) modern trends, (laughs) modern clothing. That's true. We do complain about a couple things. Actually, we're going to be complaining about a couple things today. There's so much going on in the world. I... You know, you would have thought that the worst year was behind us, but it's almost like, okay, COVID's done, or I shouldn't say done, or, you know, we're seeing the light of the tunnel. Yay, let's go back into all this other crazy crap, you you know? I like it when you get this look in your eye, this look of like, ooh, I got something I want to get off my chest tonight. Well, there's just, there's a lot of stuff going on, and I've been so happy you know, hearing a lot of people start to be more positive about things and, you know, and, I, and I'm always in a good mood when I come over, but the, the past, I guess, week or so, I, I just keep hearing so much crap going on and some of it's first world crap. I mean, let's be honest, it, it is. Some of it's absolutely just garbage that shouldn't even be an issue. Yeah, but a lot of it's not. There really is an element of the world is kind of on fire right now. Like you start to think, hmm, maybe Thanos was onto something. <laughs> That's right, right? We should just reset everything. Beep. <laughs> let's, get, let's get into it. Our own backyard right here in Houston, Texas. We have problems just on the streets alone. Problems? <laughs> we have a, it's a jungle out there. It's a jungle out there in Houston, <laughs> Texas. I don't know if you all have been watching the news or not, but recently in our home city here in Houston, we had a, a Bengal tiger on the loose that evidently is somebody's pet. Yeah, that was what disturbed me the most. To be honest. Oh, it wasn't the fact that the owner is a, a guy who's on trial for murder out on bond? Well, they said he's not the owner. I want to know who is the owner. Well, I think the world wants to know who is the owner. <laughs> First of all, a couple of things to make perfectly clear to our listeners. One, it is absolutely illegal to own a tiger in Houston, Texas as a private citizen. You cannot have a jungle cat in your home. No, but it's also not a punishable offense 
uh, for jail time. It's, it's you're not going to get put in jail for it. Isn't that weird? It is a little weird. Mike Tyson, we're talking to you, buddy. I mean, Fifty Cent <laughs> moved true. down he, here. He, he does have a tiger. Yeah, we got celebrities. You can you can come on. You can be free to know that no one's going to put you <laughs> back behind bars if you come down to Houston, <laughs> Texas, with your with your house cats. Is that what, is that what we call them, the house cats? <laughs> My doorbell's going to ring in about ten minutes, and someone, you, yo, you don't talk about Mike Tyson in your show. <laughs> Would you? We've we've talked about this before on previous uh, episodes. But would you take a punch from Mike Tyson? No, I would die <laughs> for a million dollars. No, no, no. A brain aneurysm is not worth a million dollars. Okay, well, we shouldn't insult his his tiger. <laughs> I think it's plural. I think he has tigers. tigers? Uh, he so. might. So 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 here's a, a little rundown of the events. Because all they're showing is, is the the woman that's just sitting there filming it, and and as they see the tiger moving along, you can see their car moving slightly uh, quit following the tiger well actually one of the neighbors came running over with a pistol and was threatening to shoot the tiger and put it down if it weren't taken care of and that's when the uh the non-owner but evidently temporary Convict, convicted caretaker. murder <laughs> not convicted <laughs> oh yet. that's right not convicted not convicted yet alleged, alleged murder alleged murder alleged murder, alleged yeah. murder. Yep. 26 years old out on bond which by the way Evidently in Houston, Texas, it's only 250 grand if you're out on bond for murder. That does not seem like a high enough number to me. But hey, who am I to judge? Who am I to judge? So, so he this must guy, be in for a lot. I mean, like, like whoever, he must know somebody that if something happened to that tiger would just take him out or something. To, to just be like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll take care of this. You know, knowing that you have a record. Well, like that's, that? the, that's the most bizarre part of the story. So as his neighbor, well, or somebody from that neighborhood is out gun drawn, screaming at this guy to get control of this fucking tiger <laughs> that's walking around the front lawn, the dude jumps into a car with the tiger, takes off. They catch him eventually. He was supposed to turn himself in. His lawyer's all pissed that he worked a deal to turn himself in, but he got arrested anyway. And how dare they? And the, and the tiger, as of the time of this recording, is is missing. Yeah, and that's that makes you feel really, really good, right? It doesn't. Yeah, first of all, I'm not going running in the park tonight. That's for sure. <laughs> Wait until they find <laughs> what happened, Philip. <laughs> now it's my it's my understanding the tiger's only nine months old, so it's not quite. Uh, that doesn't matter. Yeah. I wouldn't think so. It's a tiger. Yeah, I think at nine months old, it's probably faster than I am. And it's bigger than both of us. I mean, you, okay. I yeah. bet I can outrun you. Uh, you probably could. <laughs> <laughs> Jackass. <laughs> I'm leaving you behind. That's true. He's like, well, if I can run faster than Brian, then uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. We jump on bicycles, you're going to whoop my ass. But I think in a foot race, <laughs> I think I've got this. I think I've got this. I got that kangaroo stride going, you know? Hey, don't don't underestimate the short stubby legs, but, but yeah, no. Honestly, how hard how hard can it possibly be to get a dude who's awaiting trial for murder to admit where the fuck he dropped the tiger off? Like how is this a how has this not happened yet? I'm sure he just pleaded plead the fifth. <laughs> I plead the fifth. I'm not gonna tell you shit. No. Like, dude, it's a fucking tiger, all right? Where fifth. is the tiger? <laughs> I believe the fifth. Anyone that is in the Houston area, if you are listening to this, uh, hopefully you haven't had an encounter with this, but please call the authorities or the correct, you know, number. Find find somebody. Don't just sit there and take pictures or video. Call someone. No, and we don't need any catnip experiments, okay? This is not an opportunity to see if Yeah, we're not trying to rival Tiger King here or anything like that. You know, we don't need we don't need another reality show or another 
uh, what's his name from Vegas that got attacked? Siegfried and Roy. Yeah, we don't we don't need who is it? Was it Siegfried or was it Roy? I don't remember. I'm, uh, a, I'm a bad person. I have no idea. I mean, uh, no one saw that coming. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not saying that. What do you do for a living? I put my head in a tiger's mouth. Oh, that ends well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That ends I, well for you. I, I'm not saying that I ever wish something to happen to somebody like that. And, and I know he had, what they say, some kind of relationship with the, the tigers and things like that. But yeah, they're, I'm but told again, it was they're consensual. Still, are they? That, that sounds about right. I mean, those ruffle, what is the outfits they wear? Those silk ruffle shirts or whatever? <laughs> Oh man, do you think he had mirrors on the ceiling with the tiger in there? Oh. <laughs> too well, far. We know, we too know, far. We know he didn't have a waterbed. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that wouldn't have lasted long. No, I've seen Life of Pi and read the book. That would not have worked <laughs> out very well. Anyway, so yeah, the, that's some crazy stuff going on here in Houston. I mean, that that's just that's just nuts. It's just nuts. But there's not only that. You know, right now, Philip, you work in an industry that has had a lot happen. In the past couple days, it's been a little wacky. It has been a little bit wacky. Cyber hacking to gas pipelines, specifically Colonial Gas Pipeline. The interesting thing is they didn't actually attack the pipeline, right? They attacked the company that runs the pipeline. And I can tell you from personal experience and and many many years in the oil and gas industry that you know, high tech oil and gas is not. Yeah. It really isn't. I, I, my, my guess is that it was not difficult for this hacking group to get in and install the ransomware, unfortunately, on Colonial's computers. Now, I, I do not know this for a fact. This is not a official opinion, but my guess is you, that... Your, 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 spe- your own... Yeah, my, t- my, my speculation your, your, is that... Your spidey senses. Yeah, my speculation is that it wasn't all that difficult. I did... I, you know, it's interesting. I actually don't think that these clowns actually realized the pipeline was going to stop working, right? I think that they saw a big company with deep pockets and they wanted to do a, you know, a conventional... Are, are you saying it was an accident? I think that the actual uh, stoppage of the pipeline, yes, I think that was an accident. Yeah, I really do. You know, th- this... <laughs> you just like hacked in. We're in. Do... Well, again, but, but, well, they didn't, but they didn't shut the pipeline down. So they chose to shut it down because in order to take their systems offline to investigate how this ransomware wound up on the machines, it happens to also take down the pipeline. Oh, I've seen a problem like this happen before. It, you know, when this group of, of people were, came to this remote island to, to check out this new theme park and something went wrong and the only way to reset everything and reboot the cages to which these magnificent creatures that were created, you know, they had to shut all the power down and then, then look what happened. Yeah, every time I hear about these, <laughs> these high-profile computer hacks, these internationally uh, important hacks, my first thought is always, do you people not go to the movies? Do you th- they could have taken that from Jurassic Park. They, they could have taken, I mean, that's exactly what happened. Pick a sci-fi thriller. I mean, any one of them they can get this stuff from. It's crazy. Luckily, the pipeline is back up and running. I know that there was some supply crunch issues around the eastern seaboard. but Yeah, North Carolina know. and a couple of places that they were having a lot of, a lot of problems. I'm but, just kind of glad that it wasn't like the toilet paper issue you know, during the pandemic. Yeah, but it kind of is. Because to your point about how wacky the world is, we think we're, oh, we're, we're coming out of the pandemic, things are back to normal. Nothing's normal. The, the whole world's upside down, right? The world's on fire. It's very, very weird. This group, this dark side group, they actually took responsibility for three more major companies they've taken down around the world. 
So even though they're quote unquote feeling remorseful about the pipeline getting shut down, they're obviously not remorseful of their actions. They also publicly acknowledge that they give 10% of their money that they get from these ransomware attacks to charities. So these guys, it's the 60s all over again. And I I wasn't even in this. I didn't even live in the 60s. Yeah. These guys think that they're Robin Hooding and they're doing the right thing. I mean, it's like a bunch of guys in the basement in Russia or or the Ukraine, where the fuck they are. And they're like sitting there like, oh, we're going to shut down, you know, Deutsche Bank. How cool is that? Oh, but we give 10% to charity. We rob from the rich. What, what world do we live in? How is that even an acknowledged thing? I'm, I'm telling you, think back to all, like, you know, what history has taught us. And you look back when there was the time of, of protesting and the Vietnam War and everything. Now, I again, granted, I didn't live in this time period. I I don't have firsthand knowledge of what happened, but everything that you that you hear talked about and you read, there were so many issues, social issues, uh, you know, segregation, um, civil rights, all, all this stuff that was going on. The the whole you know, corporations and this and that and the, the the federal government is bad. I mean, you think about it, you're like, holy crap, this stuff is is happening now. This the sensitivity that everyone has. We're oversensitive about everything. Well, there's definitely weird weirdness with that. It's just bass backwards in, in every single regard, right? Like the fact that these guys can hack into a major system and usually get paid. What's that all about? Why does anybody pay these assholes? Yeah. Like, it's terrible. And how bad is it that these major companies have computer systems that are so vulnerable that they feel like they have to pay them? It's like, dude, shut the shit down, run the backup from last week, move on, right? <laughs> the fact that you don't have the ability to do that is a huge problem. Watch more science fiction. Science fiction can cure all of your problems. <laughs> like, this is Shit, have you seen the movie Swordfish? <laughs> really? There you go. You know, like, come on. I mean, like, like you said, unless they're creating aliens or giant, you know, dinosaurs on their premises, I think they're safe to, to reboot their systems and just move on. Well, this is my official opinion as somebody in the oil and gas industry. They're, they're run by giant dinosaurs. <laughs> they might not be creating them, but a lot of the people involved in this are pretty, uh, pretty old school. Yeah, fair enough. It's kind of like a government. It's a bunch of old white men. That's, that's really what it comes down to. Well, that's true. That's true. But you're right, man, about the sensitivity. I mean, what is going on with this cancel culture bullshit? We, we talked about it on the show a few times now. I'm blown away at this point. How is it possible that Ricky Gervais, for example, can have such a clear crystal ball that he can, it's like, you knew something that we didn't. Absolutely. He he was on, he, he was, he was aware of it before it was even happening or he saw it happening before we all saw the results of it. I mean, even Billy Crystal is out making public comments now talking about how stupid this is and how out of control it is. Like, come on. Yeah. People are trying to distance them, distance themselves from a lot of things and not because, not because they're scared of it, just because they won't, don't have anything to do with it. It's just a headache at this point, you know? And I think you're right. I think that it's just, it's too much of a headache to put up the fight for, for what's right. You know, and, which and, is sad. That that's the that's the sad part right there. That you get people to all the way to that point. No, it's like it, it's like with NBC dropping the Golden Globes, which it, which is announced uh, recently that they're going to go ahead and they're going to oh for, themselves. for the future one, not not re- okay, correct yeah, yeah, for yeah, the future yeah. one. They're they're going to go ahead and distance themselves from the show. Well, yeah, you know why? <laughs> because the the Oscars were at the lowest rating in history. Yeah, but it's posturing bullshit. 
NBC has a contract with these people for years. They pay like $60 million a year for the privilege of having the contract. They can't get out. They can't just not air the show. It's complete headline-grabbing BS. They're going to come back in three months and go, oh, well, now that we see some diversity changes over at the Golden Globes, we're going to go ahead and air the show after all. It's ridiculous. I, I think everyone is just tired of, of getting things pushed at them. Uh, you know what I mean? I mean, it, it's just it, it's just to that level. You're, you know, you appreciate and everyone wants movies and you appreciate the art and the work that everyone in the film industry and, and things that they do. And, and you can appreciate that. But, you know, who needs to sit down for three to four hours and have social issues shoved in your face for three hours, you know, it, it, People don't want, they don't want to sit through that. Well, there's definitely that. They, with, they don't with want a to lack sit through of, that. With a lack of a comedic host, combined with all the acceptance speeches and all the thank yous, it have to be laced with exactly what you're talking about. It's terrible, right? It's like being browbeat with someone else's morality over and over and over again. Well, and, and, it's, and it's all these people that have plenty of money that, that are being celebrated. And, and, and I'm not saying that they don't deserve to be celebrated or for their craft and what they're doing. And, and I'm not calling all these people horrible people. But by all means, if, you, if I walked into a room and just started spouting my own agenda or I went, you know, and someone called me up to, to get a, an award or something, I walked up and I just started spouting my own agenda to them, I, I get it you know, use a platform, but a platform like that for, that's not what, what the award was given to you for. And, and you, and someone on those type of levels, you have multiple platforms to speak on. If you really want to speak on topics such as that, they have access to plenty of other platforms. They really do. Yeah. I mean, for goodness sake, when, when the reboot of Battlestar Galactica was happening in the mid two thousands, the UN invited the entire cast and the writers, all the, all the lead actors and writers to come up and, and give speeches because you're right. There's an, a perfect example of a real platform, someplace where you can lobby for change. The reason why they did it is because the Middle Eastern conflict was so tense and there were so many Westerners that were struggling with, with, you know, knee-jerk reaction racism to 9-11 basically still at that point that people who were studying how to uh, be more open-minded about other cultures were of interest to the UN, right? And that's a lot about what that, what that sci-fi series was about, was, was it embracing an, a completely different culture from your own. What kills me is that human beings, by our very, very nature, we are a mimetic species. It's why we love watching people act, people like yourself act on stage. We love seeing a representation of life. And we're very, very good at pattern recognition. It's how we navigate the world, right? So what's the deal with all of a sudden saying that you can't poke fun at anything that you see as a pattern that you can be mimetic about? It, it rips the soul out of the very nature of a basic sense of humor that's across humanity, right? We're really, really, accents are funny, right? It's, it's hilarious to do a Russian accent, and, and Russians think it's hilarious to do a U.S. accent, and it's hilarious to do a British accent if you're from the, you know, it, it's fun, it's funny, it's okay, and all of a sudden, people are having to come out and apologize for, for things as, as basic as doing like a stereotyped 
accent in a comedy routine, give me a fucking break. Yeah, and no, I, I am I, I'm absolutely with you on that. The other thing is, I, I do also think there does need to be change and diversity needs to continue happening in the industry for sure. Of course, and there's a big difference between hate and hateful things and having some fun with something. That's true. Right? That's like, true. Pe- people try to equate, for example, um, I'll use the example of a comedian doing an accent during a bit. This, you know, woke... I, they call it, that's what they call it, right? Woke. Yeah, getting woke. Right, this woke mentality, this cancel culture mentality wants to equate something like a comedian doing an accent in a bit as somebody putting on blackface. And that is complete bullshit, and it's not okay. Because right? that's, that's twisting it to their own, their own agenda. Exactly. It's not it's what it was intended. It's yeah. turning it into something else. You know, and, and black, which, is, which is easy to do with anything. You can twist anything to make it fit your own and, and look, you mindset. Know, Blackface has a very, very long and very specific history of being something used as a tool of oppression, being something used to justify horrors and atrocities that were going on during not only slavery times, but post-slavery times and segregation times, like you brought up earlier in the show. To equate that to anything else, it's absolutely nonsense, and it really, in my opinion, pulls away from the power of the message of something like blackface not being okay, right? Yeah. You're cheapening that by, by making people angry about everything else getting canceled and culture and everything else not being okay with all these woke individuals that want to like, you know, browbeat people with their own morality on national television. Guys, you know, racism, bigotry, this is real. This stuff is severe. It crushes families for generations. Let's make a very clear and distinct line between what's actually hate and racism and what's just people being people. Well, okay, but the, the problem is the goalpost keeps getting moved. Exactly. Of course it, it does. It, it keeps getting moved. And it, and, but, but and it used- so you start calling someone something and, you know, 20 years ago, that is like... Oh my gosh, the worst thing you could say. Now there's a new level of that. Or it's like, oh well it's okay to call them that in this context, but but it's still not okay for them to act like that. You know? Yeah, or certain people can get away with it, but others can't. Exactly. You know? It's okay for a Chinese American comedian to get up there and make fun of Americans, but it's not okay for an American comedian to get up there and make fun of Chinese people. All this stuff. You're right. The goalpost keeps moving. And the problem is that we used to, once upon a time, really from the Renaissance forward in the Western world, we used to embrace art, artists, actors, performers, as people whose job it was to push the envelope and point out our flaws. And yeah, we get mad. Sometimes it would go too far. But it was never this, oh, you just can't do that now. If we eliminate the ability for people to point back at us and point out where we're you know, where we are flawed and have a sense of humor about it, we're fucked. I mean, that does not oh, yeah. work. Oh, yeah. I, I agree with you. you. You make a great point. And I think that we're seeing the public react to this, and I think they're getting a little sick of it. That Why do you think, in my opinion, we're seeing so much pushback or, you know, brush off of, of oh, I'm not watching, I'm not watching the Oscars. Who cares? I didn't I know. So. I didn't even know they're on. Oh, you know. Okay, Donald Glover said this, and and I actually really agree with this. He 
I guess, tweeted out something or it was brought up in a, an article or something like that. And he said, fear of getting canceled makes entertainment boring. And he, he's right. He's dead on. He, he is. He's right. He's not... He's not saying that it's it's not real or that he's, you know, hoping to get canceled or he's trying to push out some kind of a, a message or, or it's not sticking it to somebody to say, hey, you know, I'm on this side or that side. He's basically saying that we're getting ruled by this oversensitivity that we're, you know, you can't say this, you can't do that, you can't, you know, how are you going to tell stories? How are you going to tell history? You know, he, he's, he has a point. It's, it's going to make for some very boring storytelling and entertainment. I mean, straight up. We need more Elon Musk. I, you heard me say that correctly, by the way. Terrifying. <laughs> you, you saw him on Saturday Night Live, right? I did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't I, watched not Saturday huge, Night Live in a long time. Yeah, I was about to say I'm not a huge Saturday Night Live fan either, but I, I did happen. I, I did not catch the entire show. I did make it a point to... Um, you know, do the whole YouTube and, and watch a whole bunch of, of his stuff on the show. And there was some funny stuff, I have to admit. It, there was. And, and that's, I think, to me, why I enjoyed it the most. <laughs> because I know how unfunny he is. And watching him sit there try to be funny, to me, was hilarious. It's awful. It was hilarious. I, I, I wanted to cry when his mother came on during the monologue. I really did. I kind of, I didn't really know what to say because first of all, she looked like she could just like kick over and 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 end it right there. Like she she looked at that point if if she tripped and fell, I don't think she was getting up. She did look a little frail. <laughs> she looked really frail. <laughs> and then no, okay, do you think Elon would just be like, oh no, mom, or do you think he'd keep going with the the monologue? I think he would keep going with the monologue. <laughs> <laughs> you think he keep going, really? Yeah, he might even say something to the extent of, well, I could tell by the trajectory <laughs> of her fall that it's a mild concussion. So I've got Asperger's, and I think that's how it would go. I mean, that's a horrible impersonation of Elon Musk, but I think that's how it would go. That's hilarious. And, and I think it's very brave of him to come out and, and you know, talk about, uh, you know, Asperger's and... Let people who didn't know he had it have it, and and really let himself be out there. I thought it was great, and I know you're not the biggest fan of him in general, but he. Is. I have such deeply conflicting feelings about him because I actually think that he's an incredibly irresponsible CEO, and he should really never be allowed to touch Twitter. He, 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 <laughs> There's he a lot of people he, that shouldn't touch yeah, Twitter. I mean, he, he he really is to the engineering world and the uh both the space exploration space tourism and automotive industry he is to those worlds as donald trump was to the white house right he should not be allowed to fucking touch twitter it's bad <laughs> take the phone and put it down put the phone down <laughs> you know elon it's not okay to say that like some saudi prince is going to buy out Tesla and take it off the stock market. What the fuck is going on with you? You can't do that. You know, I can't believe he didn't go to jail for that. It was crazy. <laughs> well, you know, when you name your, maybe he thinks oh, I named my kids something really weird. It's like that, that eccentric thing. It. Yeah. I'm just, I'm crazy, man. I'm crazy. Neighbors Don't Knock is produced by CNG Communications. CNG specializes in small batch voiceover and video production for commercial media, podcasting, radio, and more. 
They combine years of experience in acting, podcasting, and sales to offer big market and media products at small business prices. To learn more, visit our Facebook page or email us directly at admin at neighborsdonnock.com. A wine made with passion and soul is a great way to bring people together. And that's why we choose Apassion. Apassion is an award-winning wine produced in the Uco Valley region of Argentina and can be found in fine restaurants and retail establishments all over the world. Taste the passion today or book a trip to their vineyards and experience their exquisite lodge and glamping tents. Learn more at www.alpassion.com. And now back to the show. Last thing I, I want to mention before we, we, we kind of transition out of all the craziness that's going on. Did you hear about all the baristas that were rising up with Starbucks? You know, you started to mention this earlier when you first arrived. What is going on it's, with the whole Starbucks thing? I, I've seen like, you know, Starbucks orders go viral and all this, but I have no idea. So it's the baristas that are posting all these pictures about their mobile orders or these orders that are coming in. And all these add-ons that are being put into these drinks are backing, first of all, backing things up. Oh, so I've experienced that firsthand. I'm sure you have. It's I, bad. I, I'm yeah. sure it's. I'm sure it's everywhere. There's only there's a couple baristas that apparently started posting these, and then other people started chiming in, and apparently it went viral, or all these pictures started popping up, and, and they were making comments of, you know, this is what I have to deal at work today and and that's not good optics for starbucks as a company when they're employees wait so hang on so backpedal a little bit this this is what this is because on the mobile app you can choose like an unlimited number of of customizations for your drink i've never tried I, i've actually never tried I, I don't know if it's unlimited i do know that people put a crap load so i would have to assume that you can put as much as you want like what's an idea of a crap load are we talking like 5 10 15 editions somewhere in there uh i'll read one order this is from somebody that ordered a mobile app and they got a venti caramel crunch frappuccino that was the drink that they ordered then they added i already don't like them <laughs> then they added five bananas or it says five banana extra caramel drizzle extra whip extra ice extra cinnamon dollop top Seven pumps, additional dark cinnamon sauce, extra caramel crunch, one pump honey blend, extra something, I, I don't know what BM is, uh, five pumps frap something, seven added frap chips, heavy cream, double blended mobile order. That was one order. Okay, first of all, I know what BM is. BM is what that poor person's going to have <laughs> after they drink that god-awful concoction. I know. What? What? The, are you serious? I'm, that's I'm, actually an order? That's an actual order. That's an actual order. I mean, there's nothing about that that is okay. That is That, that should be a poster for a representation of everything that's wrong with 2021 what the hell well this is this is even well tell me what you think because this is what the comment was on the tweet from the person that posted it they said because the guy's name was edward because they always ask your name so they put it on there of course that douche nugget's name was <laughs> edward <laughs> and then you have ted then you have ted um so this is what edward's uh, or this this is the, the tweet that was put with the picture. Edward's Frappuccino order is more complicated than most of the chemotherapy I prescribe. 
That's wonderful. <laughs> That's that, a perfectly appropriate response. Where's George Carlin when we need him? Because he would have a fucking field day with oh, this. Oh, he absolutely would. He absolutely would. It's to my understanding, Starbucks is not really backing the employees on this. Yeah, you know, so so my personal That's experience, where I said the bad optics. I didn't realize that that was going on, but it makes a lot of sense because I happened to be out of town recently supporting my father. We were crewing for him up in Oklahoma. He was racing uh, up near Tulsa. And we would get breakfast from Starbucks every morning. It was right next to the hotel, so it was very convenient for us. I would order ahead on the app. And every time I got there, the poor baristas, there was nobody in the store. But they're working tirelessly because they're fulfilling all the mobile orders. Unbelievable. Stacks of them. Stacks of them. So that makes sense. I, I didn't realize that's what took, you know, there's, there's a hold up every morning, basically, is my complaint, right? I feel bad now that I even had a, a complaint in my head. I didn't air the complaint because I'm not a complete, you know, snowflake 2021 millennial. That's terrible. Well, you gotta you kind of feel for them a little bit. I mean, that they're, I feel for them big time. That's horrible. They're having to like create some something so complicated. And can you imagine what the person would say if they screwed it up? You know, they're gonna say something if they screwed it up. Yeah, I said five banana pumps. You gave four. <laughs> exactly right. Here she is again. Oh my god, <laughs> she keeps popping up in our episodes. Oh my god. So, oh, I don't understand. Where, where is Starbucks on this? Because all they have to do is limit mobile orders to like three customizable options per drink. And then if you want more than that, just come in the store. Problem solved. I'm, I'm with you. To my understanding, they haven't necessarily responded or if they have responded, it, it is not backing with the employees. As far as I know, okay, I, could, okay. I, I, could be, I could be wrong about this. You know, they don't like... Starbucks is definitely a company that doesn't like having bad optics, but they also like pleasing their customers over and over again, you know? So, but I'm with you. They just need to fix it, limit it. I'd say, you know, four things, tops. Yeah, it seems like an easy fix to me. Yeah, to me. And you just say, you know, we're sorry to our baristas that have to deal with that. This is what we're making the change to. Yeah, I want to hear from our listeners on this one. I, I, I want our listeners to post up. One, have you experienced this? Two, do you work for Starbucks? If so, please share. Three, are you one of these people that, that orders with like 15 or 20 customizations to your drink? What why? is going on? I want to know why. Why? Yeah. yeah. Well, like, what is it about adding all those things that you need in your coffee? Specifically, I would like someone to post up about that who, who actually does this because I want to know if you can really taste it. That list of ingredients that you just read out loud, I have a hard time believing they can actually taste all the things in that drink. That's absurd. I know. I know. I, I'm with you completely. It's it's like if my daughter got a hold of my Starbucks app, that's what an order would look like. So, <laughs> you know, just because click, we're just click these buttons. Da, 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 well, you know? Yeah, you think about that. It's like when we were kids, you go to the soda fountain machine as a kid and you put every soda in your cup and you drink it. They were called the suicides, what we called them. I had a name for it too. I'm trying to remember what it was. Oh, I you don't remember? remember? It? Oh my god! Oh, you say it was like usually a pizza joint that we'd all go out and where it was like a buffet pizza line or something. Shit! Yeah, we did it at uh, a pizza place, and I think we also did it at a subway that had a soda machine at one point. Yeah, we called them suicides. So you just filled them up a little bit with each one, yeah. and then you drank it. It tasted horrible. Oh gosh! It was please. horrible. If, if, if you grew up with me and you were listening, post that up too because I'm racking my brain now trying to remember Chris Johnson. If you were out there buddy <laughs> what the hell did we call brad fishstrom if you're listening what did we call the huge mixed soda drinks yeah it's terrible 
right? It's like when I was a kid, there was no elevator that was fucking safe because I would just hit every single button. I was just walking out the door. I was that asshole. Yeah, I mean, you, like you were Buddy the Elf. Ooh, yeah, look at forty-story building exactly. <laughs> you know. I mean, the Empire State Building. <laughs> there it goes. Oh, luckily they had the split elevator bays back in the day. <laughs> wow. I get. I, I feel bad for the baristas now. I'm going to tip more. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah. go to Starbucks very often, but when I do, I'm going to tip more. You wonder how many are out there like this. Because obviously anything that is really outrageous that people see, it gets blown up a lot. Well, now I'm worried about copycats. Because now it's going to be funny to do it to the baristas, right? People get like, yeah, exactly, and, and that's horrible. And yeah, and then you're just a jackass. Yeah, at that you're point. ruining somebody's day. I mean, these these people work their asses off. If you've ever been in a crowded Starbucks, it's horrible. I, I try not to go. I used to go to Starbucks all the time. I it just it's too expensive, and so I, I it just, is. It's very very. Um, they're very proud of, of their <laughs> coffee. They, really they are. are, and there's so many other places to get good coffee. And again, I I now do mine at home and stuff. So I just. Well, you know what? In Starbucks defense, I agree with you. We're, we're blessed to live in a major city where there's all sorts of really delicious coffee options, and, and I can give shout-outs. Um, but I won't. Sponsor the show, and I'll think about shouting out to you for your delicious coffee. Yeah, but, <laughs> exactly. I'll drink a cup every show. Yeah, challenge accepted. <laughs> Bourbon and coffee, I'm in. Yeah. Just make them Irish, man. It sounds like Tuesday morning to me. <laughs> Well, hopefully the world will right itself. You know, we, we hope for the best with everything that's going on with, you know, in this world that it just, I, I'm optimist. I, I, I just wish for things to come together. I and, agree. We should know? get back to basics. You know? Let, let's cut the crap. You know what? Maybe the chip shortage will help us out. Maybe we'll get back to basics, right? Maybe you don't need that, like, brand new computer right now, the brand new car right now. Hell, the iPhone 12 is on delay now from India because of COVID. Maybe, maybe we don't need that stuff right this second. Maybe it's okay. Maybe we can all just take a, a breath. Well, uh, let me ask you this. Do you think that we're so desperate to get back to, I'm going to air quote here, normal, that we're rushing through all of this and it's creating even more problems? I think that people made too many assumptions during the pandemic that were sort of out of control. So, for example, working from home. I talked to so many people, smart people, dear friends of mine, just convinced that like everyone was going to work from home forever. Now the pandemic happened. Yeah, that, that's, I mean, not, I, I, that's not going to happen. Nonsense. Air travel, air travel will never be the same. Oh, stop. Nah, it'll, I mean, go, it'll go back. Everything's going to come back to right where it was because right where it yes. was is exactly the evolution of our species. We're not going to you know, erase the last thousand years, let alone the couple hundred years since the Industrial Revolution. And I think that everyone just needs to just fucking chill out for two seconds. Take a breath. Things are getting really crazy. No, they, they absolutely are. And, and I'm with you. We need to take time to appreciate people in our lives and, you know, meet someone new or do something different. And you know what? That's, that's kind of been what we here on this show have become. I mean, would you would you disagree? Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. No, I agree, hundred percent. I feel like that's just been such a blessing to have so many wonderful guests come on uh, this past season, and, and even our first season. And we have some great guests lined up for our third season coming up in July. But I can't believe we're wrapping season two, Brian. I I know it's it's kind of crazy. And and before we get to the end, I I really do want to throw some shout outs to our guests out there. We. If you guys haven't listened to the, or is this your first time listening to Neighbors Don't Knock, go back, listen to some of our previous episodes. We've had some amazing, 
amazing guest on the show. I mean, we kicked season two off with the fabulous, wonderful, beautiful soul of Christina Wells, who happened to perform live right here in studio with us, which was just amazing. I was melting. And then we had your dear friend come on the show, which was wonderful, Mr. Brian Laro. Yeah, you know, for me, so many of our guests really jump out that that kind of warm my heart and, and, and really promoted exactly what you're talking about, right? About like taking a step back and, and sort of just being wholesome and good and positive. You know, Brian talking about the struggles that he has with his daughter and her fight with cancer that's ongoing and how much awareness that he's able to raise. I mean, we've had... Kevin Cooney hearing about his story as a professional actor and what it's been like to move on to the next stage of his life where he's still performing, still getting gigs, but it's a very different scene than it was when he was in Los Angeles and a young man. These are inspirational people. I, I, I love all of our guests. Oh, they, they were great. I mean, uh, shout out to Brian Benedict in California, a design director of diecast vehicles at Hot Wheels and Matchbox. It was just to learn of somebody who knew what they wanted to do from the early age. I, I believe he was like eight years old or something like that, really young, When I remember if I'm remembering correctly, when he just, from a farm, on, yeah. on a family farm, just said, I want to do this, and just knew it and followed his dream. Or how cool was it to hear Brent Losey? Had no idea he was going to wind up doing what he's doing for a living now, and he's changing people's lives every single day and inspiring people to get out there and work out, get on the bike, get fit. It's amazing. That's right. Uh, Brent, a lot of love to you. You know, we also had actress Emily Trask out there in California who is doing wonderful things and talking about the written word and getting storytelling and putting works that are meaningful out there. She's doing that. And I loved hearing her. And you owe me a play still, by the way. I have not seen that show up. Oh, yes, I do. I, I do owe you that play. You know, then we moved all the way to the East Coast where we got to meet someone who I never would have imagined us getting to talk to, Mr. Gene DiNapoli. That's right. The number one Elvis in... Uh, the Elvis tribute artist in New York. I feel like we should only be allowed to refer to him as Mr. Mr. Entertainment. Entertainment. Yeah, Mr. Entertainment. Yeah. That's true. So Mr. Entertainment, I mean, if you're listening, you know, much love to you and hopefully we'll get a chance to meet him in person because you know you and I are going to be making a trip up that way at one point. We also had the lovely Brittany Crossan right here in town, you know, local, who's doing amazing things, uh, an entrepreneur, a mom, uh, performer everything all in between her Gosh, own business she's, fun. she's a lot of fun she's, she's just wonderful wishing good things and of course then your cousin who came on the show you know aj was a brilliantly talented guy in his field i mean he won an emmy for a reason <laughs> yeah no kidding i mean, I mean what, what a humble and wonderful person he is and Part of an industry that's just changing every day. That's got to be a wild ride. He was so chill about that. He's like, yeah, yeah, I want an Emmy. He's always been a chill dude. You know, and I, I thought it was awesome. I was just like, I'm like, man, just so humble, which was just was wonderful. Of course, we cannot forget the lovely ladies out west of Mommy Tonk. They were just so much fun. Uh, some of our new best friends that are hanging out there uh, always... Always welcome on the show. And that goes for all of our guests. Everyone who's been on the show, you guys are always welcome. We just want to show a little bit of love to you guys. You know, go back, check out their episodes. All their info is in our episode descriptions of those episodes, and, and you can find out more about them. 
Absolutely. And, and for our listeners, if you have any questions about our guests at any time, please feel free to reach out directly to us on social media. We love sharing information about them, talking about them, talking about our experience with them. We're open books. Come on, reach out. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, one thing that we'd love to see happen for all of you NDK listeners out there, we are trying to get to a goal of 5,000 followers um, or subscribers, whichever platform you're you're going off of. 5,000 plus. 5,000 like 5, Yeah, 5,000 plus. So hopefully you guys can help us get to that goal. Share Neighbors Don't Knock with everything because that's what we're doing. We just want to expand the neighborhood. We want to get more fantastic guests on the show. We want to open the doors up for others to hear you know so others can hear their story and we can meet you guys and expand our neighborhood it's true and we can't do it without you so please do share the love spread the news spread the word we are here uh and we're coming back that's right in july in july we're coming back in july but i you know for all of you dedicated listeners there is going to be a special memorial day episode so we're not going to tell you now what that is so you're going to have to tune in to hear that i'm excited I'm really excited. I, I'm always excited. I've really enjoyed it. And I couldn't be happier taking this journey and having you alongside me, man. It's been, it's been great. Well, you're welcome anytime, Brian Chambers. You just come on by. Well, I appreciate you letting me kind of vent here a little bit. It's, it's, been, it's, it's been a little rough. It's been fun. It's been fun, but today was a little rough. Fair. <laughs> today. But sometimes you just got to get it out. It just helps to get it out. So, but if you guys want to find out more about Neighbors Don't Knock, you can hit us up on social media or email us at admin at neighborsdontknock.com. We're always looking for new guests and sponsors, so you give us, hit us up and check us out on social media. Drop us a line, post something up. 5,000 plus followers. That's right. We'll catch you guys soon. Peace. Out. Out.